Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey guys, today on Sense of Soul, we have Brittany Kennedy. She is a psychic healer, shaman, witch, and founder of Nefertiti Rising Apothecary. Brittany's deep-rooted passion is to help others refine their gifts and to provide an overall holistic approach to health and wellness in mind, body, and spirit for her clients. Brittany combines her knowledge of numerology, astrology, herbology, magic, with a dash of psychology to give you a 360 decoded view of your life. Her services include psychic readings, incantations, life coaching, and spiritual consultation services. Brittany loves serving her community and is always open to make a difference wherever she can. And I can't wait to share her amazing divine feminine energy with you. So welcome, Brittany. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Hi, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Oh, what all the goodies you have in front of you? Yeah, so this is my little station of where I do my tarot (laughs) and stuff. I'm broadcasting on an app called Pokacha very consistently. So my stuff is always out and it's just become the typical norm. So I've got my Egyptian tarot, my voodoo tarot, chakra messages, crystal messages. And then, of course, the African goddess rising. So yeah, I've got my whole magic station going on here. (laughs) Nice. I love it. I was very attracted to your bio and to your website and all the things because of a few things that I want to share with you. So one, I've been going through this divine feminine thing. I've been studying Sophia in the Gnostic Gospels for the past few years. So I even have a side podcast that's private about Sophia. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, so I'd love to talk about the beautiful energy of your goddess to you. Um, Have as your business name. I love it. Yes, yes. Then I also saw the hoodoo voodoo. Mm -hmm. And so I'm originally from New Orleans. And I actually have Marie Laveau in my tree to wave. So it would be very rare for people yeah. to have Marie LaBelle. And I'll tell you how I have her. One of my grandfathers would be um, her mom's father on one side. And oh. then on the other side, because they couldn't legally marry, the man that she had children with, Christophe Lepidon, yeah. who's actually in the same crypt. So his father was also one of my grandfathers. So two ways. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I kid you not. My spirit has been called to New Orleans for like three years. Like it's like this thing that every chance the universe gets to remind me, like, I need you to go there. I need you to go there. And so now I've already made it a point of like, I'm going to do it this upcoming weeks or whatever. But even as you were saying that, I look at the time, right? I've gotten a lot of messages from Marie Elevate. She is one of the figures represented in this deck. 
And she kept coming up. And I've gone through a psychic energy vampire attack over the past six months from a particular group of people. And when I was looking for solutions, I had this big witchcraft dictionary book that I got from the library. And when I, I asked the universe, okay, so what's the answer? Like what, like guide me to something that works. And I just opened the book and it was Marie Oliver. And so I go through and I start reading up on her. And I mean, it's been coming through to the point where, I mean, I would say that this is probably one of my guides because here I'm having this conversation with you and it's like, how much more can spirit and okay so at the time that you were saying that it was 1208 and that adds up to my um life path number number 11 and so i was like okay are you okay. 11 got it got oh. it so i mean and i'm also being called right now to tell you about her what i know because mm-hmm. ancestry is another huge part of my journey and also is a part of my teachings and yeah. what i offer so i've done hundreds of trees and help people through their ancestry because of what I went through. I'm from New Orleans. Like we're talking like from the 1600s. Yes. I am French. I male. love it. Yes. And the thing is, is that when I discovered Marie Laveau in my tree, of course, growing up. So we're very deeply rooted Catholic. Yeah. When I discovered her, I mean, I wasn't too worried about it, but I did grow up thinking she was the boogeyman. Okay, this is like yeah. what I was taught, right? In yeah. fact, there was even like, ooh, Marila Boo's gonna come and get you. My mama would tell me that, you know, scare you. So I, with everything in my tree, had to experience it. I didn't believe nothing I was told. Mm. I am a product of whitewashing and proof that white privilege is a real thing. Right. So this became part of my journey. But the story of Marie Laveau, I had to go to the oldest information on her. I mean, I read like the actual like newspaper. I was like so far back. Hey, new bestie. A lot of things are bullshit, right? Cause I don't trust right. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I ended up discovering for one, her obituary was three pages long written by the archbishop of Louisiana, of New Orleans. She went to church and she brought in the saints because she had to. In Louisiana, it was a law under the Black Code that you had to be Catholic. Yeah. So it wasn't an option. However, she was not born into slavery. Her mother bought herself out of slavery under the Spanish rule. She was sought after from the queen of France at the time. And she even received like gifts, like a scarf, I think it was. And what I found was, if you can imagine, I mean, talk about fucking power, okay? Not only was she of color, but she was a woman and she was feared. That, I have goosebumps from head to toe. Me too right now, me too. Talk about the divine trying to fucking rise. So she was a huge divine feminine representation of power for me when I was reading. She was known as all these horrible things, but really was she? She wasn't. In fact, the few reasons that I actually found why people feared her, one, she sat with people who were sick. And at the time there was a huge thing with yellow fever 
And she sat with them and prayed with them and she wouldn't get yellow fever. So they thought, Ooh, something's weird with her. But she also went and sat with the people in the prisons and jails and prayed with them. And Mm -hmm. they thought, Oh, that's terrible. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is not, it's like, hello people. Do we forget that that is what Jesus did? And we have failed not for the fact that they didn't believe in Jesus, but because they weren't like him and she was. And, you know, I thought that was really neat though, but she did bring in the saints, but she stuck to her roots. And I can't tell you how important that is to me to stick to my roots. And so a lot of the things that I seek out when it comes spiritually involves what did my ancestors do? And let me let that flow through me. Yes. That's what I've been doing as well. And so I love that journey. I love that process. Uh, for me, my I know my roots to a certain degree. I grew up as an orphan. So a lot of it is like I know my family, but it pretty much kind of stops at, you know, my great grandparents, you know, for the most part. And, and I haven't explored enough to go back further than that. But in connecting to the divine and in my journey, especially with the past three years, that's really where things kind of got kicked off. Me becoming a mother really kicked off a lot of stuff. I had to get rid of a lot of trauma while I was pregnant. And that kicked off a lot of my goddess energy, right? And so, and understanding that in my position in the universe. So the more that I started working with divine and the universe and just, I mean, I promise you, I think for a year straight, it kind of just, Things, the way things sync up, there's a lot of things I've done that I just chose to do or my spirit told me to do that I didn't understand how it all connected. And so last year I started working with Thoth. I created my first intention oil working with Thoth. And I would use it and I would put it on my third eye. And every day I would say, everything that I need to know, I find out now. I know all the information. I have the wisdom of the gods. And oh my God. The level of opening up and understanding and knowledge, incredible. You got something? So my dad died almost seven years ago. Mandy had mm-hmm. called me and said, Shannon, your dad came to me and he's showing me a box. And I was like, really? That's funny. I just found a box, of course, right? And in the box, I found this. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yes. It's a bloom from New Orleans. Is that? crazy that's very interesting it makes me want to know like why does he have that where did he get it from and why there a whole medallion like thing about it so mardi gras it's represented by all these crews you have bacchus Mm -hmm. and and there's interesting where are you from originally originally so i was born in tennessee but i was raised in south africa um, but i spent a lot of like my family's my family history lineage um, a lot of them spent a lot of time in Texas. My grandfather was from North Carolina, one of the Carolinas, North or South. He was allegedly full blood Cherokee Indian. Wow. By the look of him, he does look like he could have been, but it's kind of hard to obviously really mm-hmm. know tell. My grandmother, they met during the war or like around that time he was over in Germany. So he brought her back with him. So I've got German roots as well. And that's really like that side is really strong. Actually, I did 
so she wouldn't she was very harsh harsh she was like in two concentration camps she wouldn't talk wow. about a lot of stuff. like she fled to concentration camps and like finally gained like I guess her freedom or whatever and then uh, met my grandfather and moved to the states but she would never tell me her last name so finally I was able to see her last name in her obituary I was writing a book when I was like first coming out of high school and it was about my life and history and whatever. And wow. when I asked her, like, can I have, like, what's your maiden, like your last name before you go married? She was like, I can't tell you. And I was like, why? And she was like, I can't tell you. And she got pretty upset about it. And she's like, yeah. I'm protecting my family. I'm not going to tell you. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But it was very, very like, oh, okay. Now let's dig, right? Like what's here? And I always felt just growing up like, that I didn't have the full story about my family overall. And I still know that and feel that, but because of me connecting to the divine, my spirit guides have revealed a lot to me that is just fascinating and incredible to understand and to see play out. And then, yeah, so on our lineage, on my grandmother's side, they were considered nobility. Like the family was from Austria. We have like a family crest and everything. The name was very, very like prominent and they had rose to the ranks of nobility and were very, very well known. So I've connected with every Tabar that I possibly could find on social media. And the crazy thing is that there were some that were are from like the Massachusetts area and stuff, which my mother happened to be born in. And they honestly, they're very psychic, very witchy, very like one of them is an art set designer. I studied art like that's obviously my Caucasian blood, but if there was anything that said, like, we're a family, it was like, dude, we do the same things. We love the same things. I mean, my kickstart, like, I've been on this path, this journey for a long time. I, w- I was raised Christian, for sure. Okay. And so that really cut me out of a lot of things when it came to magic, spirituality, understanding who I am and what my mm-hmm. purpose is. But along the way, I had enough little, like, tidbits of, you know, things here and there. And so... Growing up, you know, I could see spirits when I was younger. I could feel them. I could sense certain energies. I I never suppressed. I think if I did suppress it, it was only through Christianity. But I cling to Christianity so much. And God was like my only source of stability, really. Because these parents that were around me, these homes, these group homes, wherever I was, that was never consistent. But the one thing that always was, was God. And so I relied on God heavily for everything. And I've since shed all of that. And I'm all pretty much like under the Egyptian pantheon. But if whatever my spirit guides, whoever those are, I don't care what pantheon it's from. If a spirit guide comes to me and says like, hey, I have your head, this is what it is. And I see the synchronicities and I get confirmation, then that's part of my pantheon. But I do stay with my lineage for like anything that is tied to my lineage. I feel that's where I like to go. And a lot of Black women, a lot of Black practitioners do not like that thought process because they feel like you have to pick one. You've got to pick either Ifa or Voodoo or Hoodoo or whatever, but you can't combine and do this and do that. And I'm like, but why? If my soul has existed for several times, lifetimes, that means I have probably ascribed to different pantheons along the way, which means if my soul was from ancient Kemet, then I have a connection to those deities. If I came back and then I came into voodoo, then I, but not even that, 
epigenetics. You've got 14 generations worth of information, spiritual and like scientific DNA in your blood, which means that you have the rights to everything they had the rights to. Not only that, why should you put yourself back in a box? You might as well just go back to religion. Right? And I can't stand that because people come out of Christianity to find a religion and then everybody's telling them, oh, but you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do that. And I'm like, wait a minute though. You're doing the same thing they did. Same. You're doing the same thing they did. You're just saying, and then and then to, to rack it up more, you're saying, not only do I need to pick one particular path, but now I've got to wear all these certain, which I understand the rituals and think they're there for a reason, but mm -hmm. I've got to now wear all these certain colors and do all these certain things. And on top of it, probably pay you about 10 grand in order to do so. Have you That's lost so your marble? Right. That's exactly why with my Reiki, because I mean, I put myself back in a Reiki box and I was like, wait a minute. I'm not going back in a box. I mean, because I don't just do Reiki, but I think it's a great platform. And I like to, teach oh, to share energy with people to, you know, teach them about the energetic body. But it's not. Oh, I would love to talk to you, though. I would love to talk to you because there, when it comes to this, um, we've definitely got to talk se like separately at some point in time. But I've started to understand a lot more about energy and I've been studying it. Spirit kind of woke me up to energy probably about 10 years ago. And just kind of watching like people on a train and seeing like I would do something to center myself or balance myself. And when that happened, I would oftentimes notice like a chain reaction of stuff. And it, because me centering my energy pushes the energies around me. And so seeing that connectivity and seeing how it moves and responds was fascinating to me. So yeah i is with this whole like energy vampire situation the whole telepathy of changing energy transferring so i've got a group of people that, that that's what they like to do they want to pull on my power on my energy and they're using telepathy in order to transfer energy mm -hmm. and so in the process i've learned a lot about how to get my energy back how to yeah, center my energy there's a lot of stuff that i know i still need to know to learn to do but it is a fascinating thing and just never studied Reiki, never sat there and did anything whatsoever. And yet the, well, to a certain degree though, cause there's a book that I have, Dr. Z, Z Gang Hao, I think, or something like that. But either way it goes, he talks a lot about it in his book, even though he's not referring to it as Reiki, he's just talking right. about healing different yeah. points of the body. I understand that it's Reiki. Anytime you're talking about divine light, things of that nature. So spirit just started talk, telling me about where to put the light and how to put it and and different yeah. and like your magnetic fields and a bunch of other stuff and I'm like oh my god yeah this is fascinating that's what so I found when I actually took Reiki the very first time I was like dude I'm already doing this yes that's what I, I'm like I'm I'm blown away honestly at how much I'm actually gracious to all of my spirit guides in the universe I have such a bigger appreciation for the simple fact that I've gone through these awakening periods, enlightenment, or basically like to call them like spiritual upgrades, right? And yeah. that's yeah. when my gifts have become more enlightened. I've, I've gained more information, et cetera, et cetera. And in those moments, I've had times where spirit was sharing full on stories about beginning of time and mm -hmm. things of that nature that I was like, mm -hmm. this sounds fucking crazy in my head. Like this sounds right. crazy in my head. But then no. fast forward 10, 15 years, and I'm reading stories about Thoth and what they say about the creationism. And I'm like, hold up. So the whole story about Lilith and all that stuff, <gasps> spirit dropped this information in my head, in my spirit, 
I'm talking play by play. 10 years, 15 years ago, I thought I was losing my mind. I was still Christian and everything in spirit was like, let me tell you how the story really went. And look, I just got a notification on my phone saying like low power mode turned off, battery sufficiently charged at 1230. What is that? 33. The highest number of degree of information that you can get from the universe, right? 33 degree masons, uh, not for a reason. Hey listeners, did you know that Sense of Soul has a network of lightworkers affiliates program? Now you get to work with one of our inspiring guests, and I'd like to introduce you to one of our affiliates. Hey listeners, this is Jennifer from The Soul Experience and host of the podcast, The Soul Traveler. I'm here to tell you about the most profound method of inner work that somebody can do while on a spiritual path. It's called quantum healing hypnosis. In a single session, you will revisit your past lives. Your subconscious will come forward to scan your body looking for blocked emotions and health concerns. And then your higher self will answer the most important life questions you have. Your session is audio recorded so you can play back all of the advice from your higher self. And you know you can trust the advice because it's coming from that part of you that is connected to source. So if you're ready to take the next step on your spiritual journey, then visit me online at thesoulexperiences.com and be sure to mention that Shanna from Sense of Soul referred to you. You can also go to mysenseofsoul.com and in the menu, look for the network of lightworkers. Now back to our amazing guest. I would love to know how it is that you receive. I see, I'm very clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. So I see scenes and I dream yes. a lot. My dreams are a huge part of my journey. They're always very insane. So not too long ago, I had a dream of Lilith. So you're bringing her up. And actually I was trying to figure out this dream. So it was me, I was getting married. And I'm, I was in my twenties and I'm at this wedding. It's my wedding. And I'm getting gifts from these men. It was almost like secret society. And one man particularly he was charming, but I could tell there was something bad. So fast forward in the dream. Next thing I wrote about it anyways, because I forced myself to wake up at three in the morning and write it out. So I'm in this like back of a house, which is kind of like a cave. And there's this girl there and I care very much about her. I'm very protective of her. And she's distraught. She's like, I think we should leave. And I was like, okay. And she sees this L in the grain of the wood and she looks at me and I know it sounds super silly, but she's like, that's our sign. We got to go. Cause her name was Lilith. Mm. And I heard overheard the man that I didn't trust at the wedding. This is the same wedding night, by the way, I'm about to leave my brand new husband with Lilith. Yeah. And I hear him say, we need to put her back into the ground where she belongs. Now I'm going to tell you, I didn't know who Lilith was. So, I mean, very little had I learned about Lilith, but never good, never good stuff. It had a lot of Sophia energy. I just got the biggest message. So dream interpretation is something I've been doing since I was a child. And so that's very natural for me. When you ask me all the different ways that I receive information, it's all of it. Numerology, um, sites, for sure, audio definitely dreams so I think I have all like I don't I think if I'm not mistaken I have all of them I haven't looked at what all of them are when it comes yeah. to the clairvoyance care audio all that stuff what I get I think it's all of them now when it comes to your dream and what all that means is honey I mean the the connections between you and I and just different it, 
at the end of the day, so when you said that, when I really got the most flood of information and confirmation, where I really kind of had to be like, okay. And I had to hit, I hit the phone to just see what time, and it was 12.33. So again, secret society, secret information. I'm going to say this. Wow. I'm, I'm going to say this. When it, and I've been like, I'm so excited about it because I realize who I am. And at the same time, I'm like, and so I know when I connect with certain people that it is they their level of importance and rank in the spiritual realm and position in the 3D world is so magnificent. And you are a thousand percent one of those people. That dream right there is a hundred percent. There are people do not understand back in the day when it came to thought. Thoth wrote the Emerald Tablets. That was the information, the wisdom of the gods. You could not be just anybody walking around with the Emerald Tablets. It was a secret society, a secret society that Masons modeled after. And in this society, you were the, you know, the holders of wisdom, of, of knowledge and the only way that people knew who you were is because you would carry the tablets and that would send off an alert of information, letting you know, like, here's another light, here's another light, right? And so all the kings and queens had to be inducted into that society because they were the beholders of the God's wisdom. So the Uri, the Uraeus, the third eye, this is the consciousness. This is your Cobra awakened. When it's in the format of that infinity number eight symbol, that is karma. That is, you are not awakened yet. You have not reached the point of enlightenment. So pay attention to the correlation of Nefertiti. That was very happenstance-ish. So when it comes to you and your position, your dream, you are the beholder of wisdom. Now, this society and concept of Illuminati really pisses me off that society has created it to be something other than what it actually is. Illuminati is that organization. And at this point, it is not a, oh, you sell your soul and get in, or you do this and get in. Actually, you kick yourself out by doing things like that. And you can't kick into it anyways because it's a birthright. It's a birthright of information, of lineage, that connects you to the gods, that puts you at the pinnacle, the 33rd of the universe. And so the universe is always going to stamp, mark those individuals. Those individuals will always be connected to the divine in a certain kind of way. And they will always have a certain amount of knowledge and position in the universe that can never ever be taken in every lifetime, no matter what. And they will always find themselves no matter what. And even as I was saying that, I've got my little like thing here and it had, it was on the green. It, it switches to different colors. And when I said that it was, it was on the green, this one. So it's like, this, that's life. That's life. Honestly, there's so much that's coming out for me. And I also know for wow. you as well throughout this conversation and like just epiphanies and things of that nature. But what I really love, this is where I started to get to this point in the universe. Where I was like, I'm in awe. Like there was a moment where I kid you not, I was bowing down to the universe, my ancestors, my spirit guides for just all like, wow, like you chose me. I'm the person that you happen to be sharing all of this with, that you're walking through this process with. And because I, I help other people, I know how different my experiences are, but also how similar they are with other people like yourself. 
And just seeing that happen in the universe to know that you've come back over and over and over again to continue to hold a certain amount of information, to heal, share a certain amount of information, to play such a pivotal position in the universe alongside all of your lineage is amazing. And Mm -hmm. in that moment, I saw every single one of my spirit guides say, no, 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 and bow down to me. And I was like, what? And they're like, because this is your position right now. This is your time. Like you are, I could hear them clearly just saying like, you don't know the half of who you are in our lineage. And that's the thing to think about. Who are the Marie Levees in your lineage? You know what I mean? Like Uh who's holding that torch? Who's carrying that on? And it's crazy because there's conversations that I had that I remember. It's me and my brother, my sister. My grandmother and my grandfather were standing in their kitchen one day. And they looked at me and they they looked at each other. And he said, he used to call her Gittle. He said, Gittle, I think she's the one. And I was like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Like, I'm I'm having a conversation. Like you're, and they're staring at me, but I'm like, and she says, I, you think so? Are you sure? He said, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I was like, I don't know what that was about. And that conversation keeps going in my mind. Whenever spirit like has moments like this. And then I go back to another prophecy that I got when I was Christian. And the guy said, it's like, you're the needle and the thread sewing everything together in your lineage. And I was just like, Okay, yeah, that's great. But of course, I was always, and I don't know what my brother and my sister's personal inside journey is or how they feel about the family and pulling things together and stuff because there's so much division. When you've got slavery, when you've got a woman, a, a, a German coming from Germany fleeing, you know, a Holocaust in a situation like that, you get a lot of division in a lineage. Yeah. And then to top it off, You know, with my generation, me growing up as an orphan, my brother, my sister, and that whole disconnect, it really puts that division. You really have to go deep into your roots because really what happens, um, my my mother lost it. My mother completely, she didn't have the guidance. When you have all these abilities, you need somebody to guide you. And because of religion and that time frame, you didn't have enough shamans you didn't have enough witches you didn't have enough people guide you and so my mother went through I mean she just she lost it I mean she she was diagnosed with schizophrenia I think in her early 20s you said something that I can barely even say it out loud because every time I say it I my voice cracks I have this vision of this Creole mama and I can imagine her so very clearly on her knees praying praying for someone like me and she waited in all of my ancestors and yours they waited for someone who would be open enough in this time this is the yeah. time that they waited yeah. our moms weren't available a hundred percent available right they were not they waited for this time for to reach through to somebody who was open to receive and even and i and to, to i have said that it's like people don't understand that when you're here, you're working for your lineage. You're not just here living life. You're here to work for your lineage, for the universe. That is your purpose. That is everybody's purpose by divine. That's your mm-hmm. it, to procreate. Like everything functions very, very specifically. Yes, enjoy the life. 
have talent. This was the card I pulled for myself today. Have talent, have pleasure. But at the end of the day, <laughs> at the same time, it's a, and actually divine, look, this is the card I pulled for myself today. This was mine, which is all about embracing the divine feminine, the passion, the pleasures of the divine feminine. And ultimately, I mean, we are effectively, you, me, and people who have chosen to heal ourselves and our lineage, they're on, their, they're on the other side waiting. So when we do our work, when we heal our bloodline, we heal ourselves. we also inadvertently heal the whole lineage. And your future exactly. lineage. It's so a timeless back, And that is the future lineage, you know? So when they come back and any other souls that are added, I don't know how new souls get added into the mix of stuff, but when they come back, they've got less work to do. So granted, my mother, I don't, I'm sure there's some things that I can do and that I will do to help her her path, because I know in terms of gaining complete and total mental clarity, she'd have to sit in the bush with a shaman for years to get off all the junk and the electromagnetic bull crap that they, electro uh, shock therapy and all the other stuff they did to her mm -hmm. along the way, alongside all of the physical 3D trauma, you know what I mean? So ultimately you set up the path and open the road for your lineage to come back and to be able to be further than before. So maybe my mom didn't get the opportunity to be balanced, functioning in her goddess energy, understanding that she is just pure magic, that there's nothing wrong with her. She just needs to sit down and meditate and clear out her chakras and get grounded and maybe do some Reiki to balance the frequencies. Because as you know, whenever anything disrupts the frequencies, and that's what these people keep doing to me, which is why I'm so passionate about fighting back because this is how people lose their minds. Brain on individuals. You are her creation. God's given gift to the goddess, given gift to those who come into your presence. I mean, I feel the power of you. So Thank God bless you. Mother, Same. Right? Same. So, and she did her part. That's what she, she said. Did. She did. And what I, I, I need to go in further, what I have learned or heard from who has the ability to see different you know, things and receive information, I have to, some of it didn't 100% resonate, but what they did say that may be very plausible is that she basically got stuck into different lifetimes all at once and different dimensions. And so mm -hmm. all of her stuff is like bleeding over. The crazy thing is that my mother used to say a lot of stuff that clearly I was like, okay, that's nuts. Now, from the time that I was probably about five, six until I was like 19, I didn't, I didn't have any communication or see her. But when I saw her again, when I was about 20, I experienced her instabilities and I listened to the things that she would say. And I now realize after going through my telepathic attacks that these people are, have chosen to do that she ain't half as fucking crazy as she sounded at all. Because the things that she was saying are things that I can actually feel people trying to do to me telepathically, spiritually. And I'm like, God dang it. She just didn't know. Oh my God. And poor, poor things walking through the air. It's just having to sit in mental hospitals and be around all this stuff and all this energy that just messes up more of their own energy. And I'm like, I am proud. I'm amazed. I'm in so many different ways because it's like, like you said, she birthed me. And so she put me into a position to be here, which is worse. I'm a product of rape. 
she could have easily decided, you know, I don't want this child. Right. Yes. I want to, I want to get an abortion. Mm -hmm. So I hate when I see people living life chaotically where they don't care about the chaos they create in the world. I was talking to somebody the other day about this telepathic bullcrap, and they told me that they used to do that just for kicks and giggles to people. Control people with their mind just for kicks and giggles because they were bored. And the crazy thing that's pissing me off, and I'm trying, I'm writing a book, and I'm trying to figure out how to position it as best as possible because I want to teach others yes. how to pr protect yourself, how to even detect, because it can go so under the radar that all of a sudden you just start thinking, oh my God, those thoughts are so evil. Where am I getting those thoughts from? Meanwhile, you could have some little witch or some little evil person, or not, it doesn't have to be a full on witch, just somebody over there wishing you bad or planting thoughts in your head. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Of course, I knew that stuff, but I had gone through life very blindly or unaware of the magnitude of that particular thing. But when I became aware of this, this moment, this, these attacks, and I started tracing back other moments where all of a sudden my mind was like, I'm, I'm grasping for it. I'm grasping to hold on to it. Where did that come from? And I remember I look back and I'm like, wait a minute, when I was went through my divorce, not only was my ex-husband Kenyan and very familiar more than likely with magic and things of that nature, but the flood yeah. of bad energy that I got sent to me was so, I mean, he was livid, livid that I got the car, livid for a lot of different things. And he was, I say intentionally just because I know who he is, but it could have been unintentional. We'll say that right. for sake of self, but it's energy that is just within him. And when you have yeah. an influx of that energy that you send out to somebody. His power, his lineages. And that too, exactly. And I mean, it was. Okay, ah. so I want to know what you did to to get past that. And But I also want to make a point too. What about the land that we live on? You know, we're wondering and, why we're okay. walking around. Love that. Love that conversation because I just started tapping into sacred geometry. The Egyptians had the understanding, and not even just the Egyptians, because the Russians picked up on it and started to study it as well. Mm -hmm. There's energy lines that are green, ironically, that the pyramid was had a green light earlier. But the energy lines that funnel like that are green. The sacred energy lines are green. And then there's other energy lines throughout the entire universe that are, you know, whatever color they are, probably more chaotic. Ley lines, is that what you're talking about? Ley lines. Yes, basically, yes. And so pyramids were created on the sacred points of geometry to hold and harness a certain level of amount of energy that would connected you to the gods directly i'm all into this stuff i'm all into this the math the science i'm not mathematical i'm mathematical i love that oh my god i'm gonna coin that i, yes, am, coin I, mean, I love that and i started thinking about it deeper so we don't know it unless you're in tune with the universe you don't know where those sacred points of lines of geometry are so when you go and you're intimate with somebody and you create a life that has a life force and energy what if you were not on lines that were actually sacred lines and you were on lines that were chaotic in nature? I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure the difference of energy from yeah. a battleground, right? It's going to be very like, but even then, so first you've got the battleground energy of like something happened here, right? But before something happened here, that there, there was an energy already there that made that, that particular area more susceptible to whatever. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about it in that kind of context, I mean, we're having children, we're we're passing on energy, we're doing all kinds of stuff. And then we're expecting our children to come out peaceful and this and this and that. And yet, have you healed your lineage? 
what land were you on when you were doing it? Did you, was your home clean? Like all these kind of energies, yeah. all these things to think about that you created a life. And when you created that life, you created energy that went into that as well. When you gave birth, where were you at? What was happening? Thinking about that kind of stuff, what land were you on? What All that stuff passes on to your spiritual DNA alongside who you are as a person in connectivity to your lineage. All that funnels into that. So the differences between one person and another can be astronomical depending upon, obviously, their, what I call a person's spiritual DNA thumbprint, mm-hmm. along with those different facets and trauma and other things that the person goes through. Like this stuff to me wow. is just beyond fascinating and understanding it more gives me more of the ability to understand my position, my purpose, but also see and understand that of others who come to me looking for assistance with something in particular or whatever the case is. Like I'm so fascinated by the universe, the way that we work. And right now with the divine feminine, I mean. So Nefertiti, you're bringing this energy so strong. In fact, I was just saying this out loud. Last week, it was the energy of the Hindu goddess Mm. from all over the world right now. Most powerful voices of the divine feminine have been coming into my space. But Uh, who you are there. You're attracting this because the universe is putting more into perspective of, look, I need you to see all of who you are. And not even just as, yes, you you are your lineage, you're connected to your lineage, but you in and of itself, your position, your position as a being. And that's something I've been dissecting more is that we need to understand the fact that human being is two words put together. So human is your avatar, being is your spirit, your soul. That's the thing that travels consistently, no matter what avatar you get. And that is what actually has the lineage and the history of your purpose, your magic and everything else. And so ultimately I'm telling you like all the things that you're sharing, your dreams, your lineage, all that stuff. I mean, you are a gatekeeper of knowledge and wisdom. Like the universe is letting you know exactly who you are, who you've been and who you're designed to be today. You are a beholder of that wisdom, that ancient wisdom, that information. That is who you are and what you represent and what your purpose is in this life. Yes, my love. Hi. Oh, is that your little prince? This is my little phoenix. Oh, hello, handsome. What do you have, a car? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is a cool car. This is my phoenix. He kickstarted so much of this journey. I mean, I've always been a spiritual person. I've always like understood the spirit world a good deal, but being pregnant with him kicked off the real goddess energy and understanding all of that because I had to rise from some ashes to really create a safe, healthy space for him in my womb and really heal. And things just kept going. Things just kept going. And even with him, I mean... Phoenix is the soul of, I had a miscarriage um, in 2018 and 2019, and he's the same child that I lost. And I didn't think that he was going to be or anything of that nature. But the first time that I got that inkling was, I think there were a couple of things, but no, no, no. Maybe there was a couple of things, but what really confirmed it was his gender reveal appointment. They Uh gave me the appointment date or whatever. And when I looked at it, I walked away and I thought to myself, 
I think that's the day I my due date. I think that was the day I was due for the child that I had. And so I had to go back and take a look at it. And, and sure as hell, it was. it was it. And that wasn't even the same doctor. Wasn't the same doctor or anything. Wow. How did I get this? And so from then, the universe was like, it's the same soul. Like, it is. I want to ask you just a few more things. Yes, so I, you, I know you're a busy mama. And no, no, go ahead. If I was to schedule or any of our listeners, what does the session look like with you and, and what you offer? Yeah, so a session with me, it truly depends on a person's needs, of course. You know, I've, I've got some people who just, they want to get a reading and that's it. But overall, the full-on experience for the most part, even when somebody comes to me for a reading, I'm going to do the reading, whether or not I send it to you via email or whether or not it's typed up. I, I've got typed up versions, video versions, you know. Um, and then, of course, I do Zoom in person. But ideally, I really like to guide people to where they need to be you know if you've got an issue what is it let me see how I can help you solve it um and then oftentimes people come to me and it's you know the surface level issue but then I start to talk to them more about their natal chart and their lineage and all the connectivity of where the root of the problem is people have a problem and they're looking to solve that problem but Oftentimes they don't realize how far into the root it actually goes. And so finding that out is really where I like to go. So I do offer um, spiritual mentorship, which is kind of underneath the same umbrella of life coaching. And it's, you know, a very organic process. You know, some people need uh, a session once a month. Sometimes it's, you know, uh, once a week or whatever. And really just talking about where are you at? How are you feeling? Mm -hmm. What's you know, a, a good check-in, what what kind of issues are you facing and what are your goals? Where do you want to go? And how can yeah. I help you get to where you want to go? Because a lot of people don't, they don't know and they're trying to figure it out. And this spiritual journey can be so confusing. And mm -hmm. so it's out of this world sometimes, the experiences that some people have. And a lot of times they need somebody that they can talk to who understands, who's not looking at them like, well, it sounds like maybe you might need some medication. <laughs> Now, if somebody needs medication, though, I'm not a doctor and, you know, mm -hmm. taking care of one's mental health is very important. But that's my approach. Like, I really do look at life thinking more about how to combine mental health with spirituality and understanding that mental health is spirituality. And so it's all about balancing the frequencies yeah. And the energies, and usually what's disrupting the frequency is that you've got some low vibrational thing hitting your magnetic field while mm -hmm. your vibration is supposed to be somewhere else. So what yeah. these people are do to me, you've got a magnetic field. They hit the magnetic field trying to penetrate it to access something that it's not. I'm of a certain vibration that is obviously yes. a higher frequency. That's a lower frequency that's trying to attack me. So what is that going to do? It's going to put things off kilter. Next thing you know it, your mind feels a little bit wonkier than usual. I don't know. Where did I put this? Where did I put that? Why am I so slow to do this? Why am I this? Why, did I, why am I forgetting my train of thought? I realized that train of thought, losing your train of thought is actually a disruption to the frequency. I've noticed it because I've been moving energies. And when I'm talking to people, I can feel the attacks that are coming my way. And then they'll be like, oh, dang, I, I lost my train of thought. And I'm like, and I, without them even knowing, I move the energy, put it back. And all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, I remember my trip. I remember what I was going to say. And I'm like, yeah, I know you did because yeah. I just fixed the energy. So it's understanding that. And so that's the next thing that I'm working with my clients on is looking at energy 
And yeah. there's really no difference between energy and spirit, right? It's all kind of like the same thing. Whether or not a client is coming to me for, you know, a tarot reading, a mediumship reading, a life coaching session, you know, usually I think they're coming to me for reading and then we're branching out into other areas because I have found other areas that they needed assistance in. And that's usually how it works with me. And of course, I would love to extend to all of your listeners a complimentary mini read so anyone who would like one can always hit me up and get a complimentary read just to experience what it's like to get a reading from me and then at least they can know a little bit about what I'm about from that angle very generous of you can you tell everybody where they can find you too so guys you can find me over um my website is nefertiti rising apothecary.com you can always find me there you can also find me on Instagram, Nefertiti Rising Apothecary. You can also come hang out with me on Pokasha. I do live readings on Pokasha, usually 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I usually kick off with guided meditation. Then I do yoga, Pilates, some kind of movement because it's also about keeping your body going. And then around 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I do readings until approximately 12 a.m. So you can always find me there on Poco. Yeah, that's my vibe okay. pretty much Sunday through Sunday, unless I happen to take a day off, which I kind of oh. never do. So that's usually my vibe. And then, of course, I'm on TikTok, Nefertiti Rising Apoth. And um, also, Pococha is also Nefertiti Rising Apoth. I couldn't fit the apothecary. Okay. So, um, yeah, those are the social media platforms you can find me on. And, of course, at the end of the day, you can go to my website and hit all the different social media platforms. I'll put it in the show notes. Thank yeah. you so much. I'm so gracious to the universe and to you for this connection, honestly. Yeah, we're gonna it do just it. really moved me a lot, and I'm excited. I love it. I will see you soon. Thank you so much. Bye, Phoenix. Bye. See Bye. you soon. Ciao. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul Podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.